Welcome to Path Forward Utah, Path Forward America, with your news and politics host, Bob McEntee, coming at you live the 8th of October, 2021. And with thanks, by the way, to Brixton's Potato, as always, you got to try them out, right? It's a satisfying meal if you get it loaded up, okay? I can't I can't make any guarantees if you get the veggie one, okay? It looks good, but the other ones fill you up better. And I want to advertise, too, on Path Forward Utah, we have several hosts. We've got Jamie Renda. We've got Nacho. You know, I just like calling him Nacho. It's really simple. And we've got Dr. Marcy. And Dr. Marcy Green, uh, Green Campbell, she she made a run for the Senate, you know, brave girl, really. But she does a, a weekly show on mental health. And I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I think I think people need the mental health podcast now more than ever. You know, I'm actually, I think I'm fairly stable being a military guy and 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 not having uh, PTSD or anything. You know, I was Air Force, so okay, we did. It's not as bad, but. But, you know, I, I think I was like, I got to listen to her show, right? Because so many people are losing it, right? There's just all these stressors on them. And and I think, by the way, friends, I think we should make extra allowance for people now because people are, they got job stress, they got COVID stress or vaccine stress. They got, there's a lot of unknowns, right? And then just so many unknowns, so many stressors that that cut people a little bit of slack. And if you're the one that needed the slack cut, you know, it is nice if you go back and make amends later or apologize. I had somebody do that, right? They kind of jumped on me for nothing. And I realized it was nothing. What a big deal, right? We're just talking numbers and stuff. But then the next day she apologized. It was so nice. Um, you know, it's, it's just what people should do. You know, it really keep short accounts, clear things up. Uh, that, you know, that's probably what Dr. Marcy's telling you on her show. But I I've only listened a couple times. I got to listen again, right? It's a, it's a good show and it's free. You don't have to pay like 200 bucks an hour or whatever the going rate because she's one of those that could counsel you. She could sit you in an office and charge you 200 bucks an hour, but she does a free show every week and they're they're recorded. Go to soundcloud.com, look for Path Forward Utah. You can get, uh, there's other places to look too, but I like SoundCloud. You can actually find stuff on SoundCloud. Uh, you can search my name, Bob McEntee. You'll find my shows. You can search Path Forward Utah. You'll find everybody's shows. And let's go back to our regular thing and quote President Obama from 2011. So the quote is the regular thing here. Here's what President Obama said, quote, it would be so much easier to be the president of China. And what does he mean? Well, this was when he was frustrated that some of his agenda wasn't getting through. Now, most of it got through. By this time, he already had Obamacare pushed through, right? That was like his big thing he wanted to do. But he's got this lust for, for easy power. that He just wants to be able to snap his fingers and boom, it's done. You know, so let it be written, so let it be done, that kind of thing. It's a lust for fascism. Let's call it what it is. Because can I tell you, folks, fascism is making a comeback in the United States. Uh, it never should have got you know, rooted here, because this is the land of liberty, which is the polar opposite from fascism. And no one's going to call it fascism, right? Because that doesn't sell too well. They don't want to call it that. They just, you know, oh, we're doing these for everybody's good. We're just here to take care of everybody. And Glenn Beck kind of called and said that, you know, it's his job to protect all Americans. Well, not exactly. In the realm of national defense? Okay, yes. That's not what he means. He means my dictate about that you need a vaccine is to protect you. Well, in his mind, maybe it is. That doesn't mean you're not going to be one of the people that, that gets killed by the vaccine or gets injured by it. And by the way, even CNBC, 
not not a Republican source, right? Not a conservative source necessarily, but they they are businesses, so they can be factual. And they said, you know, if if you're injured by the vaccine, you've got nowhere to turn. You can't sue the manufacturer. You can't sue the governor. Uh, excuse me, the government. It's kind of on you. Um, now, some states are thinking about changing that, right? Montana's got the best law. Utah is considering what they might do, and we'll get to that. Stay tuned because there was a record set in Utah at the at the House uh, hearing. Uh, it's actually a joint hearing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's let's go back to President Obama. So why does he want to be like the president of China, who's now the president for life in China, right? Because he wasn't when Obama said this, but the president of China thought it would be a good idea to have a, a leader for life. So they said, oh, oh, yes, sir, you bet, right? Because you're not allowed to just speak against what the government says there. But in in practice, by whatever name it goes by, taking care of you or doing what's best or whatever, people do not like fascism in practice. And that explains why uh, this week's Gallup poll puts President Biden's at 38% support. That's pretty low. I don't know how it's not lower, but okay, it's pretty low. Uh, now, Rasmussen, my favorite pollster, besides Cahill, has him at 43%. Uh, and that is of likely voters. I don't know if the Gallup poll could just be everybody on the street. Maybe that includes illegal aliens, you know. Um, but I know the Rasmussen poll is likely voters. And that's, so that's who turns out. And that's still 3% lower than where President Trump was at the same time in his presidency. And, and President Trump, the poor guy, never got a day off. Everybody was against him all the time. The Democrats, the media, they were always biting his ankles. So, so I'm not surprised President Trump had kind of a low number, 46% in his first year in office this time. But but Biden's lower. 38% is not great. Maybe that's why you don't see Kamala Harris by his side all the time, right? Um, and we'll, we'll explore why is that. Well, I also want to cover my term. Sorry, sorry if you don't like it, but the vax porn. Oh, my gosh. Every time I turn on the news, any news, there's always somebody getting getting a needle in their naked arm. I, I have to watch it go in. I have to watch it come out. I don't I don't really like that. You know, kind of doesn't quite nauseate me, but it's something like that. Because these I know that these COVID vaccines are causing more deaths and more injuries than 30 years of all other U.S. vaccines combined. And that's with underreporting for sure. So where do I get this? Well, it's from the VAERS data. The VAERS data is the records the government keeps, and they're, they're not perfect. I and mean, some records get deleted. Some never get put in there to begin with. But there's there's somebody tracking that and making it very digestible for you. And that's VAERSanalysis.info. So VAERS is V-A-R-E-S. Just one word, VAERSanalysis.info. And it will show you the, the cumulative number of deaths from these vaccines. And that's a minimum. It's a, Believe me, it's a minimum number because they don't always want to report a vaccine death, right? It's really doesn't help the stock of Pfizer, Moderna, all that. Uh, doesn't doesn't make the medical industry look good. Doesn't make the FDA or CDC look good, right? Doesn't make Biden look good. So so there's a lot of incentives to not. And same with the injuries. Um, the injuries are huge. You know, a, a huge number of injuries. And again, underreported. But but why is President Biden so unpopular in what should be still maybe the last bit of his honeymoon? Right? I mean, only so long in office, the first year. Well, he's done mandates. Those are anti-freedom. It, it is pro-fascism, and some people like fascism, but that's not how this country was designed to operate. Then, then a majority now fear that the president is either senile or in some other way incompetent, right? That he's just not mentally 
where he should be. And it's not an insult. It's just that the man is aged. And it seems like he's lucid at some times and not others. Uh, Energy prices have also gone up. We had energy independence under President Trump. And that means we weren't exporting money to the Middle East where some of the people hate us. We, we were keeping those jobs at home. There were there was good jobs for even truck drivers could go to North Dakota and make a hundred grand a year, right? Driving truck, driving the oil around, and the and the the crews drilling for natural gas and oil, they could they could make good money too. It was and all that money was staying here, right? And then they go buy pizza and they send it home, and the the family goes out to eat, right? And and the people working pipelines, same thing. Now those jobs are gone, and we're exporting the money, uh, and the prices are going up. Uh, gasoline prices are, are going back to recent records. Uh, oil is about a seven-year high, and natural gas has doubled. I don't know the last time natural gas was was six dollars per thousand cubic feet. It's a lot of money, but believe me, the rate requests are coming. Right, the increase these these natural gas companies and the electric companies too, because see, electric companies use natural gas to make electricity. That that's where we're going. Right, we're going away from coal. We're going to natural gas. Even if we wanted to go all nuclear tomorrow, it would take us probably 30 years to get there. It takes a nuclear is kind of slow. Food costs are up. This makes Biden unpopular and, and the Democrats too. And you're going to see a lot of distancing from Democrats. There's job insecurity due to the mandates that are coming, you know, because it's pretty much, you know, take the needle or lose your job. And, and President Biden says this is very effective. Well, yeah, I mean, so is robbing people at gunpoint. That's also very effective because that's a mandate too. Give me your, give me your money or your life. Yeah, it's effective, but it doesn't make it right. Um, you're not allowed to deny or question vaccines or climate change for that matter. And that's the next thing because they're going to use climate change to say why they have to raise your energy prices and your taxes. Defund the police. Maybe we'll talk about this after the break because we got a break coming up. There was a record rise in the murder rate. Not what you want to hear. And maybe it makes defund the police look like not such a brilliant idea. So we'll we'll get into that. The FBI is the one that keeps that data. And they showed that 30% increase in the murder rate. That's just huge. We we usually are around 15,000. We went up to 21,500 murders in 2020. We'll talk after the break. Thanks for listening. Path for America with your uh, politics and news host, Bob McEntee. So I am watching the news for you. I'm watching the economic reports, too. And we've got some feedback on how the defund the police idea works out. Turns out, not so well. So murders, a 30% increase. And, and they're saying that that's a record. I don't know if it's an all-time record or not. We, we didn't always track murders like we do now. I think it was started back in the 50s. Um, but it's evidence that when you tie the police hands and you make them afraid to do their job, bad things happen. 
because you know when you when you stop the police, you don't stop the gangs, right? You don't stop the criminals. You don't you don't stop those that just have violent tendencies. Um, but you know when the police are around, they are restrained. It really works. So we, we saw our average murders; they run around around fifteen thousand a year. Well, they they bump up to twenty one thousand five hundred. And that, that, you know, that's a notable amount of murder. There's, there's many more attempted murders because doctors have gotten so good at saving people from gunshot wounds that, you know, this, maybe if you go back 35 years, this would have been 30,000 murders. What happens now is they're so much better about the medical procedures that they can save people that they couldn't save before. So this number is actually probably worse than what it appears. It means there was a lot more attempted murder than, than those that actually succeeded. Uh, and of course, we know some innocents get, well, I guess we should consider them all innocent, but I mean, I mean, you hear about kids getting killed too by these stray bullets. But let's move on, because this, this defund the police not working out was part of my, my laundry list on why is President Biden unpopular? And we went through uh, his tendency to make mandates, uh, his mental status, energy prices rising, uh, and they have the the costs are not all in, ladies and gentlemen. Keep watching your natural gas bill. Keep watching your electricity bill. Uh, food costs are up. Job insecurity is somewhat up, even though there's there's a large job market. There weren't as many jobs created this week as what was forecast. The forecast was for over four hundred thousand new jobs. We came in less than half of that, right? So so something is slowing job creation down. And then kind of the new thing that you can't question things. You're not allowed to. You know, social media is going to shut you down. Uh, YouTube is saying now you can't question climate change. Is that scientific? Not to be able to question a theory? I don't think so. Because the other side is usually telling us, you know, follow the science. But, but science involves a debate, right? That you have a theory, but you can't always prove the theory right away. You have to wait for time and weigh the evidence and so when people are telling you the science is settled, we're, we're not talking about science anymore, okay? Once someone says the science is settled, except, you know, okay, maybe gravity. I might give you gravity, but actually actually, there's things that, that defy the rule of gravity, too. When you, if you supercharge a two-by-four, you, you put a couple million uh, volts on a two-by-four, it'll float, okay? So, so things change. And, yeah, there's probably some energy there that I don't know what to call it, but not everything's just like we think it is. Uh, but a, a Utah commentator was on Coast to Coast last night. He's one of their, their paid economic reporters. And he was making the point that, you know, while, while wages are going up, and like Bank of America, they said they're going to raise the minimum pay to $21 an hour, which is pretty juicy for just working at a bank. That seems pretty good. And Bank of America has a goal to raise it to $25 an hour by 2025. And they said that could be the new standard that people try to meet, which, is, which sounds nice. It really does. It doesn't sound bad. The problem is, he goes, even people making that kind of money, uh, homes are still unaffordable, right? Because, I mean, can you imagine being like a 20-year-old out there on your own, maybe renting an apartment with somebody else, and you look at buying a home, and they're 350000 or maybe, maybe a townhome is $225,000. I mean, you're talking almost a quarter million dollars to pay back with interest, and on top of that, taxes, and on top of that, you got to buy insurance. You know, it's it's super expensive. That's why young people are moving back home. You know, I, I've talked about this before. Not many people know this, but in Japan, they have the 100-year mortgage. I'm kind of thankful we don't have that invented here yet, but a, a multi-generational mortgage. 
Uh, so wages are going up, but it's not enough to keep up with inflation and the cost of energy, food, housing, all the things we need. And then at the same time, interest rates are starting to go up. Okay. So that's a problem too, because they've been kept so low for so long that when they go up, it, it creates more pain for everybody. It's harder to buy homes, harder for the government to pay its bills, actually. And job production just isn't where it should be. It, it's gone down. Um, Another news report, and again, I think this impacts President Biden's favorability just a little bit. They, they've now determined that the, the Pfizer vaccine, after just two months, I mean, I got bread in the refrigerator older than that, right? After just two months, the effectiveness starts to wane. So all this pressure to get vaccines, and, and after a couple of months, it's not as good as it was, and then it keeps going downhill from there, right? They're saying it's still somewhat effective. But, you know, after after about eight months, you know, it's it's lost about a third of your protection. You know, I'm still I'm I'm still anti-vax. I'll just be on record. I don't like any of the vaccines out there. I think ever since Congress in 1986 said you can't sue vaccine manufacturers, I, I think we're out. Right. You have no recourse when these hit you. There's a, a the government various system. And I thought they were maybe more fair about paying out. But they said they've only paid out 29 claims in the last decade. So the government does not have your back on this. And there, there's so many people injured by, by vaccines every year. Uh, is it on the news? No. You just see happy people getting the jab on the news. They're not showing you people in beds or that can't walk or can't go to work or they've been blinded. And yes, there have been people that have gone blind after taking these vaccines, people that have been paralyzed. For the most part, that paralysis is temporary, but, but not always. Uh, and then we've got, what else is undermining President Biden? We've got critical race theory dividing the nation. And, and he's not pushing back on it. He's letting it go forward. In fact, they've got the FBI investigating parents who complain. But you know what we need to do is, it's, the answer is not to stop complaining about critical race theory, because it's, it's racist. Okay, so that's a problem. And there's a lot of pushback. We need to overwhelm the FBI's ab ab ability, you know, that... Maybe maybe if there's just, you know, 2000 across the country speaking out against CRT, they can they can be the secret police on them. Right. But if there's 600,000, it's probably going to be a little tricky. Right. And then they need they need to remember the consent of the governed. They need to look at that, too, you know, and not the, the FBI should not be the political Gestapo. We don't we don't want that. We want them to be after people that break existing law, not that challenge theories. The IRS funding is set to double, right? That's going through Congress now. And that we know that when the IRS um, money gets doubled to investigate people, because that's what it's for, um, they weaponize the IRS. We don't want that. Now, Republicans did cut the IRS budget. So, I mean, maybe putting a little bit back might be might be prudent. I don't really want it. But, but I know there were punitive cuts made by Republicans because there were conservative organizations that were denied tax-free status, right? Just to give them a hard time. And that's not right. The IRS should not be a weapon. And if it is, you know what? We should just get rid of the individual income tax, right? We did great without it for the first hundred and something years till 1913. We were, we were the, the world's envy with no income tax. Yes, we can do it. There's other things you can tax. Um, we don't need expensive government. It doesn't really help. We also, the bank monitoring, they want to, they want to monitor any money over $600 from a bank, including PayPal. So they're trying to make it so there's nowhere to hide. Also, the Afghanistan blunder. That, that was a big one. Okay, I don't think that's going to go away for a long time. Kind of like Benghazi hung over Hillary. 
I think the Afghanistan pull-up, that blunder, is going to hang over Biden. People aren't going to forget military. People got killed. Our allies in Afghanistan were abandoned. U.S. citizens, they didn't get them all out, right? They, they didn't do it orderly. It was ugly. Um, I'm going to try to finish the laundry list here before the break, but also, there's this refusal from this administration to acknowledge the natural immunity as exempting someone from the vaccine, despite all evidence from, from multiple countries. And other countries do allow uh, natural immunity to qualify you to not get the vaccine. So I think the Biden administration will be wise to, to just go ahead and acknowledge natural immunity because it is a powerful and effective. I'll read you after the break here uh, a message from a friend of mine about what she used to heal herself from her third round of fighting off COVID. And it'll, it'll be instructive for you, I promise. We'll talk about that after the break. Utah with your news and politics host, Bob McEntee. And we're covering the, the news of the day. And I, I'm still on my laundry list of, of why is President Biden, you know, why are his numbers so low? But hang in there because I'm getting to the good news. We have some very good news from Utah this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, once I get through the laundry list here, we'll switch over to that. But uh, critical race theory is something dividing the nation and, and it reflects on the Biden administration. I covered that just reviewing the last couple points. People are afraid the IRS is being weaponized, and that is no fun for anybody, and, and we just don't want that. We want a neutral IRS, right? But we don't want our bank monitored, right? This isn't Nazi Germany. We don't want, you know, everything monitored, and then you create a black market underground, right, because that's what happens. And we don't want to see our military used for 20 years somewhere and then just pull out helter-skelter, a big mess. No, we don't, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see our soldiers dishonored, and we don't want to see us leaving a power vacuum. If, if we had done, like— Several generals testified that their counsel to President Biden was that we leave about 2,500 troops there at the Kabul Air Base, right, that we had totally locked down and controlled. But he didn't want to do that. I don't know if it was the money or what, because they wanted to leave that tripwire there, because then China and Russia don't, don't come in and run that country. And I think it's more China now, right, that China is so much bigger. Um, in the old days, it probably would have been Russia. But now we, we left a vacuum. And believe me, China is going to fill that vacuum. Maybe it'll slow them down on taking over Taiwan, but actually probably not because they've been buzzing Taiwan with their airplanes. That's another thing. I didn't have it on my list. But the fact that the, the U.S. is really not seen as a credible counterforce because China, they, they've flown like hundreds of airplanes inside Taiwanese airspace lately. And have we done anything about it? Not really. No, we haven't. So we don't look like a good ally. And and. Remember, China threatened Japan. So the United States is not even trying to be supreme anymore. And maybe we shouldn't be. If we've let our military go, uh, if, if, we're, if we don't have that supremacy and we don't have an up-to-date nuclear arsenal, which unfortunately we don't, and we have one, but it's not modernized. It's not keeping up with Russia and China. Uh, and that's a problem. Believe me, that's a problem. So when you hear somebody that wants to upgrade the, the nuclear arsenal, we need, we need to do that for an effective deterrent. Unless we have some better secret weapon that, that I don't know about, uh, which it is possible, by the way. And then 
Biden's refusal to acknowledge natural immunity, our God-given immune system, once it fights something off once or twice, it's it's ready for it that third time or the second time, right? It's, it gets easier. That's why we, that's why we don't need uh, the vaccine for the Spanish flu, right? Because, yeah, that thing changed, but our, our bodies have that hacked, right? We've got multi-generational memory of that. It turns out that it can be passed on, right? You know, the mother, when she nurses, she passes on some of these some of these long-term immunities to the baby. It's great. It's how God set it up. Um, also, the refusal by the FDA, by the CDC, by the Biden administration to allow the use of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin to treat COVID. And those are effective treatments with little to no side effects. It's debatable how effective they both are. What I've heard is hydroxychloroquine is mostly effective right away. If you don't get it in the first few days, it's not going to help. But ivermectin seems to be helpful at any time. And it's not just horse medicine, ladies and gentlemen. It is It is what I give my dog, right? But those formulations are different. The horse, the cow, the dog formulations are all a bit different. The liquid one, I did hear a scientist say, don't take the liquid one. It's really made for cows. It's way too powerful for humans. But the horse one is actually a similar dosage to what humans get. But again, they do make ivermectin for, for humans. It did win a Nobel Prize for medicine. It's an excellent medicine with, with little to no side effects. And remember, if you get injured or killed by these experimental vaccines, that's on you. You can't sue the government or the manufacturer. And that's a problem. That's why they, you shouldn't mandate such a vaccine. When I was a kid and I was getting my shots in high school, so you could sue the manufacturer. Right. Because I graduated high school in 1984 and it wasn't until 1986 that the government said, hey, we're just going to absolve you <laughs> vaccine manufacturers because we love the dinners your lobbyists gave us and the money they gave us. So we're just going to do what you ask. Well, I think there's a bad move because the children have been harmed. Autism has gone up like 10,000 percent since then. And they want to fix the vaccines. Well, I think there's I think there's a correlation. Um now, let me read you something kind of personal here from a friend of mine that, that just got over her, her third round of COVID. And she wrote me this yesterday. I thought it was very interesting. She says, for your information, what helped me heal was ivermectin. I went to an NP, uh, meaning a naturopath, and she prescribed hydroxychloroquine, which didn't do bad. But what ultimately helped me heal was ivermectin. So I can tell you from personal experience that it works. And all of the research I did prior to getting COVID, I was confident it would work, meaning ivermectin. Also, I am glad my body had to build up a natural immunity to it. It was rough, but I do walk a lot more confidently knowing that. So, you know, some people say that if you get COVID once and you fight it off, you probably won't really get it again or you might not notice. I mean, you're going to get it, right? It's out there. But you may not even know that you have it. But this lady, she, she definitely knew she had it. It was rough all three times. So maybe she's got something a little different about her. But but she could tell that the ivermectin was helping her. She's not alone, right? And and she mentioned how, you know, the medical industry does not like people prescribing ivermectin. They kind of give them a hard time, right? They may threaten their license. But but some of these brave doctors and naturopaths and nurse practitioners, they do it anyway. Because why? Because they love their patients, right? They want to see them healed. They don't want to... They don't want to jerk them around and tell them, well, they didn't get the vaccine, so they should just die. Well, no, there's there's already medicines we have. And we don't need this expensive Merck and Pfizer pill they're coming out with because it's, the joke was Pfizer-mectin, meaning Pfizer's going to devise something that's that's works like ivermectin, but it's a lot more harmful because some of these 
some of the reviews I'm hearing from other scientists, they're talking about, yes, these pills may help you fight off COVIDs, not ivermectin. They mean the new stuff they're coming out with, the experimental stuff. But it could later lead to cancer or other problems. So I, I don't think you want that trade-off. Ivermectin has been used for a long time, and it hasn't shown to have long-term problems. Okay, okay, switching gears. And kind of some good news. First, the bad news. I'll call it bad news. It's, it's just a news flash. Hey, conservatives, you know, courts don't just rule by the law and constitution. I, I wish. And we we pontificate as as though, you know, courts are angels sent by God and they will follow the constitution necessarily. Well, no, they won't necessarily. You know, they, they like to do their own thing, right? They're humans. They kind of like to bend the rules and do their own thing. It's not all academic. It's not based on what was written 240 years ago. It should be. But in reality, no, right? So, but the left understands this, right? That's why the left, they don't just walk around and cite the Constitution because it probably wouldn't work out well for them anyway. But they're humans. And so when judges see crowds, they factor that in. And when they see crowds intensely demonstrating, they've got signs, they're banging drums, they're walking around the city, um, and they're doing this in multiple cities. And it's not just one city. It's not just some weirdos in Texas. No. Like, so the left, they didn't like this Texas abortion ban which was a really strict abortion. Well, it wasn't an all-out ban. It was that you couldn't have an abortion after six weeks because they know by six weeks you can detect a heartbeat. Uh, the woman who's pregnant could could know it by then. It's slightly early, I'll admit. But but they're like, you know, you, you can tell you're pregnant with a test by then. So we don't want a baby with a heartbeat being aborted. And so they passed the law. And not not only is it you can't do it, they also, I think there was a reward. If you caught somebody getting an abortion, you could get a monetary reward, right? So they're trying to make everybody a posse on this deal. And so the left freaked out because they're like, oh, my gosh, our abortions are threatened. And so they started demonstrating all over the country, right? And let me tell you, it, it, it has effect on judges when they when they see these demonstrations of a lot of people because, you know, they, they have a car that's parked somewhere. It has windows and tires. They have a house that's flammable. They have, you know, wives and spouses and children that are, that are vulnerable, right? They, they don't want things getting out of hand, right? So when they see a big crowd in their city, they're like, uh-oh, you know, maybe, maybe we should just rule to stop this, right? Because they can see we don't have the consent of some of the governed, and these are the ones making noise. So we need to do that, too. Right. On the conservative side, we don't need to just lean back. Well, the Constitution, I mean, it's good. We should know the Constitution, especially judges should. But if we want to hold their feet to the fire, we have to get out there, too. And Utah, here's the good news on the plus side. Utah concerned citizens did an excellent job turning out for the interim joint committee on business and labor. So they were taking input from the public on how this vaccine mandate from President Biden might affect you or your business. So they had businesses turn out. They had people turn out. There were over 700 people turned out in person and 300 online. That's a thousand people turned out for a committee hearing. And they said that was a record for, for the entire history of Utah. They've never had a thousand people turn out to a committee hearing. And it matters, right? It got their attention. And Senate President Stuart Adams, I was proud of him. He gave Two big thumbs up when a business owner questioned why natural immunity from COVID survivors counted as equal to the vaccine. I was really impressed because Stuart Adams, he's not a showy kind of guy, right? He's, he's he's not flamboyant. But when he put two thumbs in the air and he shook it, I, I said, I went over and I said, thank you. 
you know? Uh, none of the businesses want to enforce this mandate. They don't want to dictate it. They don't want to be in charge of making sure their employees get the jab. So that was good news, too. We'll talk about more of the good news in Utah and, and one kind of little bad news uh, after the break here. Pathboard, Utah, for the final segment here with your politics and news host, Bob McEntee, covering what's going on in Utah, what's going on in the nation, and sometimes even locally. Um, I was just covering, talking about how, you know, sometimes we can't just rely on the courts to do what the law says that they should do. We need to turn out, just like the left does. The left does a great job about turning out, right? And they kind of get their way because people... People take notice when there's, you know, thousands of people marching in their street, maybe even just hundreds. And, but then, I, you know, I gave a compliment because I was really glad to see record turnout at a committee hearing. I kind of wish it was more, right? But in a way, it was manageable. I listened to people's testimony there for a good two and a half hours. There was uh, most of the people there wanted to take the time to go to the microphone and give a witness statement of how this was impacting them. I know that I did. Um, and everybody just got one minute. But but when you took kind of took the sum of all the arguments people made, you kind of got a really good whole picture, you know, that this is hard on people. They don't want to decide between losing their job or or getting an experimental vaccine that could harm them. Right. They and and by now, let's face it, when already a majority of the adults in the country are vaccinated, majority. Right. So we're whatever the theory on herd immunity is, we're getting kind of close. Right. But these these, you know. The other third that hasn't got it yet, it's not by accident, right? They don't they don't want to be cornered. And some people are in a place where maybe they're retired, so they don't have to worry about it. They can either get it or not get it. And actually, a lot of those people chose to get the vaccines voluntarily uh, because they, they believe what they were told about it. I don't know if that's such a great idea, but let's hope it works out for them. Uh, but I, I was very encouraged to see that not one business there said, yes, we want the we want a mandate. So they said, no, we, we don't want this mandated. Uh, we, we don't want to have to pay for testing either, but we don't want to be the vaccine police, right? And we don't want to get fined by the government. And we don't want to have to work harder to find employees that want to work under these conditions because some of them have said they won't and they can go to smaller businesses, right? Because even though, well, let's cover that, that this, this mandate currently applies to businesses with over 100 people, as well as all federal employees and military. That's kind of a separate issue. But this is the really, in my opinion, illegal and constitutional one is to just tell all businesses over 100 people they have to do this. Well, everyone knows that if you say 100 today, you can say 50 tomorrow, right, as far as employees. But that also means there's some wiggle room now that maybe maybe people working at big companies can go, you know what, I'll take a pay cut. I'll go work somewhere else that, that doesn't have this mandate. Maybe someone that an owner that doesn't believe in the mandate either. I'll just I'll just work there. And so they know it's going to make it harder to get employees. Now, I would rather they just took a principled stand and said that fascism is wrong. We oppose this on principle. But they're kind of more going at it from the business thing. We don't want to get fined. We don't want to lose employees. We don't want to have to pay more, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm glad, for whatever reason, that basically it was it was about 
over 98% didn't want this, right? So all the people's testing, there were a few that said, oh, make the world safe for me. Everybody else needs to be vaccinated. But the, I think they kind of forget that vaccinated people can still get sick with COVID, can still be carriers. In fact, maybe they're the best carriers because you know who's not wearing the mask? The vaccinated people because they think they're immune, right? They think they're safe. So they don't wear a mask. But the fact is they can still get COVID and they can still spread COVID and and maybe maybe make a new variants in their bodies too, right? So they're not saints, okay? In fact, they need to mask up too because I've noticed that. They get this attitude once they're vaccinated like they're clean. Well, they're not. They can still spread it. And that's that's part of what gets this virus transmitting. And why are we having record numbers when we've also got record numbers of people vaccinated? Seems like an incongruity, doesn't it? But that's happening all over the world. High vaccination rates don't mean less deaths. In fact, Israel has seen an increase in deaths after it led the world in starting the booster shot, right? They started the booster shots July 30th. You know what happened to deaths from COVID? They went up. They went up some more, and they, they've kept going up. So it seems like now maybe maybe these boosters are too strong, right? Maybe they're hitting you with too many spike proteins. Um, that is some of the concerns. So if I was you, and this is just bad medical advice from an unqualified person, but I wouldn't get that booster shot if I was you because the data says you're more likely to die now with the booster shot. So I wouldn't get that experimental booster shot. You got two experimental vaccines either. I would not go for the third. I would not test your luck, right? Anyway, other news, um, the Mr. Cox, that Governor Cox had endorsed for vice chair of the Utah Republican Party, he, he endorsed this guy. In fact, he really wanted him for vice. In fact, he endorsed him alone, and he got this other guy to run with him as a pair for chair. You know, Stuart Pay, he, he got Stuart Pay to run as a paired couple with this other Cox guy, I forget his name, the, his first name, and he's not related to Governor Cox, apparently. But but this other Mr. Cox did work for on Governor Cox's campaign, you know, then Lieutenant Governor. He was his campaign manager. And unfortunately, the guy has got himself into a sexual misconduct investigation, right? And he resigned while the investigation was still ongoing, which it doesn't look good. I think I think they have now concluded that investigation and found that there was some sort of sexual misconduct. I don't know the details. Um, I don't really want to get into the details, but it, it, it kind of makes you question, well, what about Governor Cox's judgment? Maybe maybe you can't hold others responsible for what somebody does, right? But you did have this guy run your campaign, right? And you, it wasn't like you're just running for city council and there's only somebody to pick from. You know, you're running for governor and, and you had all the money, right? You were kind of a front leader. So uh, it's an unfortunate event for Governor Cox. Um uh, I wouldn't necessarily blame him directly, but it does make me go, what about that judgment, right? I, I kind of like his lieutenant governor he picked. Uh, she's okay. I mean, not saying grand, but I think okay. We'll see how she does over time. But let's talk about other stuff going around, around the state of Utah. Um, I went and testified Monday. It was last Monday. Um Okay, at the at the Utah House, right, where they have the interim committee. And others, you know, I don't go to everything. I go to a lot of things, but I trust others to go. Unfortunately, I heard from a, a CD3 candidate. That means Congressional District 3, kind of Salt Lake and Utah counties, uh, Jason Preston. He went to the pro-life rally at the Capitol the next Friday, uh, Saturday, rather. And he said the turnout, well, there was big turnout, but unfortunately, 
the majority of them were, were Satanists that actually turned out because they want the right to have abortions as part of their, their right to sacrifice babies. And I had no idea. I just saw the news. I saw it looked like several hundred people turned out. I thought, oh, okay, good, good turnout. And I talked to this, I talked to this candidate, right, about him running for Congress. And he's a conservative and he's very liberty-minded. I, I like the guy, uh, Jason Preston. And he said, well, yeah, you didn't get a close enough look because he said a lot of the people were in black. The Satanists all wore black to show that they want the right to kill babies, which is pretty horrific, isn't it? That you would maybe get pregnant just with the idea that you're going to kill it. I mean, that's just, we don't do that to the, to the pets we adopt, right? I mean, we, it's horrible. But the pro-life people didn't turn out, right? So that speaks to it. And, and maybe we just assume, well, most people are pro-life in Utah, and it's probably the truth. But, folks, it's still important to turn out, okay? It really helps. It really helps whatever your cause. Now, on the plus side, I had a friend of mine that did go to um, a school board committee meeting. Not everybody goes to those, right? But he wanted to go there and speak that we don't want CRT taught in the schools. We don't want the critical race theory taught in the schools because it's divisive. It's racist. It, it can fester this violence and stuff. But that's kind of individual actions. Now I'm going to talk about a good group action, right? And the good group action is that you can go be part of an excellent group this month. It's this month now, October 22nd and 23rd in Salt Lake City. It's worth coming to. It's the We Can Act conference. Uh, go to wecanact.net, wecanact.net. And find out uh, all the, the 40 speakers that we have coming. Now, one of our planned speakers couldn't come. Why? Because he was a Canadian pastor that defied the Canadian government's law. And he, he continued to hold church during the lockdown because he said, my, my right to worship doesn't end just because you say it does, right? It's God commanded me. So he kept holding in-person uh, events, right? And he was a wanted man. And he, was, he came down in America. He was doing speaking. But when he went back to Canada... They, they locked him up, right? They, they locked up this pastor who was, had always been law-abiding. He just wanted to continue to worship God with other worshipers, uh, and he got arrested for it. So we had to replace him, right? We've got an excellent replacement, though. We've got General Flynn coming. We've got Dr. Simone Gold. We've got a border expert coming who knows what's going on the border. We've got several election analysts that, let me promise you, if you hear these election analysts, you will never forget what they said. You will never forget what you see because they've got the data. They know what happened. They can show you. And me talking about marching in the streets, I, you if you have a soul, you will want to march in the streets after you see the four election integrity specialists we have coming. Uh, Seth Ketchell, Dr. Dr. Frank is coming. The two Arizona senators are coming to talk about that. And right now, there's great specials. You get a Patriot pair of tickets for $99 each, two-day conference. That includes lunch. So uh, $99 each is the two-day conference with a lunch. It's going to be so worth it. Booths are still available, but they're mostly sold out. There's still a few booths left, but you can go on the website and look to get a booth for your business or campaign or whatever. So support conservatives. Uh, come out to this conference. Make it a success and hope to see you there. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.